Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. College-going rates among students on the south and west sides are seeing a dramatic jump. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. College can be expensive. The cost alone can close the doors to higher education for many. One nonprofit called Hope Chicago wants to remove that barrier for high school students on the south and west sides, where 57% of students on average enroll in post-secondary education. New research on Hope Chicago shows its efforts are working. Janice Jackson is the CEO of Hope Chicago and was the CEO of Chicago Public Schools from 2017 through 2021. So we have, of course, had you on the show before, but, you know, as I was saying to you, it's it's great to finally meet you in person. Yes, Can't believe yes. after all these years we haven't actually met. You, the pace has slowed down a little it bit. It has <laughs> slowed down a little bit in your life, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's let's start with what Hope Chicago is doing, right? Yeah. So you're providing fully funded, debt-free scholarships to colleges or, or trade schools uh, for every graduate of five schools across the South and West Sides. Yes, how? How how do you do this? It's it's amazing. And then you also left out the part where we offer their parents an opportunity as well. Oh, we're and gonna so, get there. Yeah. So <laughs> basically what we did is made a commitment to uh students at five CPS high schools. All told, it's about 4,000 students. Um, We do want to expand that to other grade levels and potentially other schools. But we got started last year and saw our first class of students enroll in 23 colleges across the state this past fall. Incredible. Yeah. Why was it important uh, to give every graduate this opportunity, regardless of their GPA? You know, that was the thing that made me want to do this work. There were a lot of opportunities leaving CPS, but nothing checked the boxes professionally or personally for me. And this is really about giving students an opportunity and taking out all the barriers that we typically put in place for our students, in particular, students who come from low-income backgrounds who haven't had many opportunities, it seems like we like to give them even more barriers and obstacles in order to access things that, you know, quite frankly, we think everybody should have access to, which is higher ed, um, post-secondary education. We know that a high school diploma is no longer sufficient in order for them to be able to earn the type of wages they need in order to take care of their families. Which five schools are participating in the program? So when we selected these schools, we wanted to go to places of great need. So we selected Johnson College Prep in Inglewood, Morgan Park in Morgan Park, Al Raby in East Garfield Park, uh, a little village. We went to, uh, I'm sorry, Farragut High mm-hmm. School and Juarez and Pilsen. And a little bit about that, because people oftentimes ask us, why did you select these schools? We looked at a few things. We looked at census data and we looked at how many people graduated from both high school and college in these communities. And as you can imagine, those numbers were terribly low and lower than the city average and lower than the national average. So we wanted to go where we would make a huge impact. Um, And we also looked for schools with great leaders because we wanted to make sure they would be good stewards of this program and make sure students and families take advantage of this opportunity. And that's just what happened in our first year. So just after launching, a year after launching, Hope Chicago is, it's already seeing so much progress in yeah. college enrollment rates. Yeah. I mean, you were presenting some of that research, as I mentioned yesterday, at yeah. the City Club of Chicago. So tell us tell us more. How have college-going rates changed yeah. since your organization got involved? A, a couple things are super exciting. Number one, um, we went from 57% of students across these schools going to college to 74%. That's a 30% increase. 
that doesn't happen without you doing something revolutionary. And we've had students tell us either I wasn't thinking about college or I wasn't going to go to college because I didn't know how I would pay for it. Um, And so that number is, you know, a huge jump. And you Mm -hmm. just don't see that unless you remove barriers. The other thing that we shared yesterday um, um, in our economic report is we really wanted to show people that this is a real investment, not only where the students and the participants in the programs benefit from it, and they most certainly do. And Mm -hmm. I'll talk about that. But the city and the state and actually our society benefits from this. And so one of the things that we found is that for every dollar we invest in these scholars, the uh, return on investment is four dollars and twenty cents. The social return on investment is tremendous. We see redu- reductions in crime, violence, better quality of life, and so if we're all super serious about seeing the quality of life improve mm-hmm. in communities on the south and the west side, which we all talk about, it starts with investment, true investment up front for our students. Right. And so, um, so we, much talk about crime and not enough on exactly the lead causes. And I think the other thing we don't talk enough about is what are youth doing, right? So sometimes we get into these discussions where, you know, people want to ask, is college for everybody, uh, right for everybody? And it's a rational question on its face, but when you really dig deeper into it, there's a lot embedded in that. For example, people never ask that question about their own children. They only ask that question when you're talking about black and brown and low income students. And that's why we see these um, stubbornly low um, completion rates for first generation students. Yeah. And it's because we're not giving them enough support and enough money to go to school and be successful. So these these students that you've you've helped, I mean, what colleges yeah. did they go to? So that's another thing I'm excited about. You can see um, from some of our materials, a big old outline of the state of Illinois. This is a why Illinois strategy as well, because far too long, Chicago has been a place where people come and tap into our talent, take our students away and they don't come back. We are in 23 schools throughout the state of Illinois. All of the public institutions, the city colleges here in Chicago, which provide a lot of the associate degree training as well as vocational training for our students. And then we also have three of the private schools located here in the city, Loyola, IIT and National Lewis that have joined us. Yeah. Wow. So have you been able to talk and connect with families like throughout the, the process? Oh, I'm my curious. God. We hear so many yeah, different things. Yeah, what do they say? Well, I'll start with the positive, right? I've heard first, the parents are so thankful for this. Um, there's one school where the mom actually has triplets. And I was like, I know you really love Hope Chicago. <laughs> They're graduating right now. Um, and so you, you have stories like that. But we also have stories of students who, you know, I talked to one student um, that I'm mentoring who had a death in the family. And so uh, one of her parents, a primary caregiver and so really didn't know what was going to happen next year and so this came in at, at the right time um, I've talked to students who maybe they were already accepted into school but mm-hmm. and, and you really their dream school some of these competitive colleges here in the state but finances were an issue so when you look at some of our most competitive schools in the state like a U- University of Illinois at Urbana Loyola the student um, enrollment doubled and in some cases tripled in those schools The schools did not change their admissions criteria. The only thing that changed is that money was no longer a barrier. Mm. Um, And the last thing I'll say is that we know that money alone won't solve these problems. We also have to provide our students with the right wraparound supports so that they can access the education that these schools are offering. And so those are some of the things that we're hearing. Um, Right now, my focus is on launching our parent program. Um, Yes. And I've learned a lot because it's much harder to motivate adults to go back to school than students, right? (laughs) Well, because they've got so much else going on. They have life. Sometimes they've got lives. They've got 
kids. Yeah, they're the head kids. of household. You know, I, I shared when we Bills. first talked about this, my parents had five kids when, by the time they were 30. You could have said you can go to Harvard for free. That just wasn't going to happen. They had life. But what we have been able to do is to not only provide that post-secondary uh, pathway, mm-hmm. we also have some workforce opportunities for our students and parents as well. Um, and so some of them are going straight to work at um, our partners like Northwestern and Accenture. And my parents would have taken advantage of programming like that. So we're super excited about that. Yeah, no, that's incredible. You know, Janice, as you're reflecting on these stories that you're hearing from families and we're talking about the the adult program as well, you're looking at this data that you have in front of you that you mm-hmm. presented yesterday. I mean, how are you feeling? Any surprises? Oh, well, first of all, I'm feeling great um, because I get to still contribute in this city that I love and provide opportunity. But I'm also learning a lot. Um, I think when I worked on the K through 12 space, I spent a lot of time thinking about how to get kids in college and how to help them graduate. But I didn't really know what happened once they went to college. I've learned a lot more about that. And so I'm trying to use that position to not only support our scholars, but help universities think about how they can support kids and also help our schools um, better prepare our students for these opportunities. And we're joined now in studio, Janice, by one of your students. Yes, yes. So I want to introduce Harumi, who is a student at UIC. Hi, Harumi. Welcome to Reset. Yeah. Hello. So you want to tell us a little bit about your experience in Hope Chicago and what it has meant to you? For sure. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you guys. Um, Hope Chicago has been a big part of throughout every day when it comes to going to school, when it comes to learning new resources they are going to be able to provide with me and being able to say that I'm very grateful and everything they provide for me is very positive. But Hope Chicago really gave me that motivation to excel on my education um, and being able to say that that financial barrier will no more no more will be there, yeah. but I would be able to focus more on how I'm able to contribute to society in the economic way. Yeah, tell me about that. I mean, you, you talk about this this financial barrier that was there before. What were the conversations like at home yeah. with your family um, growing up? I mean, did you think college was for you or was it like, okay, that's out of reach. We we can't afford that. For sure. Um, being the first gen in my family and being the oldest in my family Ooh, means there's that. There's that pressure. Yes, for sure. Um, so knowing that I didn't have the biggest influence with my parents or my parents didn't um, exceed that far with their education and knowing that I have to find most of my resources through education mm-hmm. was a big challenge. But I was able to get out of that way and find that inspiration to pursue an education and a post-secondary education specifically. And at home, the conversations were like, okay, you want to go to college. But they never talked about the money ways. They always talked about what do you want to do so that they can be able to say, if we're going to invest in you, we want to make sure it's a good investment in your mm. firma body. And, yeah. yes. and then that puts added pressure. You know, I think back to when I was 16, 17 years old, I mean, did I really know yeah. what I wanted to do yet for the rest of my life? Yeah. And to know that I had to figure that out or else I may not have the opportunity. For sure, yeah. That's tough. Um, yeah, being a 16-year-old, 17-year-old is a big pressure because it's like you're deciding your full career or your full future. Mm-hmm. And being able to get that support not only for my college career coaches and my high school, but being able to get that support from whole Chicago, that they were able to guide us in a way that not only how to administrate our financial way, but how to administrate our academic way. Yeah. You have siblings, right? You said you're Correct. the oldest. Yes. I mean, so how many of the uh, of you are there? Um, we're three in total. In total, I have one brother and one sister. So I have one of each, and they always look up to me, and they're also as close as I am to as I was in college when I started to choose my career. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if Hope Chicago yeah. is in their future. I was going to 
are they in at the are they at Juarez? Yes. Oh, well, good. Look, yes. that's another family yes. that hit the jackpot. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm, I'm just I'm just bringing them yeah. over to well, you, Jay. They're all coming. We're making so. connections we'll here them. at yeah. Reset. Yeah. Uh, and so you're studying now at UIC. What What do you study? Yes, correct. I'm currently at UIC in my first year, and I'm studying urban education. So hopefully, Yay. I can become a teacher. That is fantastic. Yes. And so the college experience, how is that so far? Um, at first, everyone I always came in with the mindset that saying, "Oh, college and high school, same thing." But mm-hmm. when I stepped into college, it was not the same thing. It's yeah. a way bigger obstacle. But I want to say that thanks to UIC and their resources, I was able to get through my first semester a little rough, a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. But yeah. my second semester, I ended strong, and I was grateful for everything that I was able to get and my resources. But overall, I want to say that even at the toughest times, you feel like you want to give up and yeah. say, don't, because... You got you this, go Harumi. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> I mean, Janice, I'm curious if if it's a goal of of Hope Chicago's for for students to come back, yeah, to their neighborhoods, right, and after college, yes, and maybe you know build the community there. Yeah, excellent question, and that's one of the things we were pointing out in this economic impact report, which is that if you invest in students, you make the opportunity proximate to where they live, right, right here in Illinois, they're going to come back, and they're going to come back and buy homes in those communities open businesses in those communities, raise families. Mm -hmm. That's what this strategy is really all about. Look, I'm like almost every other lifelong resident in Chicago. I love this city, Um, but I'm not happy about some of the things that I see happening. And I feel like we have to continue to make opportunities for our students if we want them to stay here and not just survive, but thrive. We have to make these type of investments. You've set a goal to raise $1 billion over the next 10 years to continue supporting students like Harumi and parents going to college. How's the progress looking for that? So for the first group of students that we've committed to, it's about a $100 million obligation. We're we're over halfway through raising money for that, which is super exciting. And I have some time because some of them are still in high school. So we've been very blessed with uh, being able to raise money from individuals as well as corporations and foundations. But look, at the end of the day, this is not something that philanthropy can solve on its own. And so we are making uh, pitches to elected officials to do more to fund public education education and higher ed, Mm -hmm. both here in the city and across the state. And so we feel really good about that. But we definitely want to be able to expand, not just in these five high schools. We want to be able to do this in every single high school in CPS that needs programming like this. What's next for you, Harumi? Any ideas yet what you want to do career-wise? At the moment, no. I think I want to stick with the education system. I want to be able to see how I can contribute to it, just how they were able to contribute when I was in elementary school. Yeah. And we got to make sure she's in CPS. That's part of my goal. So (laughs) that's part of your goal. What's next for Hope Chicago before I let you go, Janice? Yeah. Well, we're excited. Again, um, we're launching our parent program. We have a small pilot of about 10 parents that are already in the program. Mm -hmm. um, And we're learning a lot. Are they taking advantage of the scholarship? Oh, yeah. They're already in. Because these were parents who, as soon as they heard the announcement, Maybe they were already in school or they had been thinking about this. They had put their hopes and dreams on hold. And now that money wasn't an issue, they signed up. So we're ready to expand that to more parents. And then we're also welcoming our second class of students. They're all graduating this week and next week. So I want to say um, congratulations to class of 2023 Hope Scholars. And we got your back and we'll see you in June for our conference. Awesome. Any plans to have maybe more South and West Side high schools oh, participate? I would love to. We're raising money towards that once we meet this first we'll obligation. Start with five. Yep, and then we can expand. And so if anybody wants to have conversations about that, they can always reach out to us at hopechicago.org.
Janice Jackson is the CEO of Hope Chicago and former CEO of Chicago Public Schools from 2017 through 2021. And Harumi is a UIC student. Thank you both for joining us today. All right. Thank, Thank you for, you for having, having us. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason, and it was edited by Stephanie Kim and Ethan Schwab. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll see you later this afternoon. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.